It's Tuesday at 8pm and you're listening to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM. You're listening to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM. So this weekend we'll see the launch of the second issue of Guzzle, an annual art and food publication made in Ireland. And earlier today I spoke to its innovator, Jane Gleason. Bon appétit. Yummy. Grubs up. Delicious. Mmm. Jane, great to have you on the best possible taste. And you're going to talk to us today about a very exciting launch that's taking place this Sunday, the 26th of November. And it's the second issue of Guzzle. But before we talk a bit more about the launch and the, the second issue, just tell us what Guzzle is. Brilliant. Yeah, Sharon, thank you so much for having me today. I'm delighted to be here. Um, so Guzzle is a print publication that platforms a contemporary generation of voices through the lens of art and food. Um, issue one launched in November 2022 and issue two, as you mentioned, is due to launch this Sunday, 26th of November, with a full day of events happening in Hen's Teeth, Dublin. So from 2 to 8 p.m., we're going to have Kebabs and Natural Wine, which is inspired by two of our essays. So Owen Conway wrote an essay called A Date with Mr. Donor. So the, the Kebabs piece has been inspired by that. And then Brian O'Connor of Brian's Wines wrote an essay called, actually, I can't pronounce this. I've never had to say it out loud. I think it's Owen Ophelia, but um, essentially a love of wine. So he um, presented two winemakers that he's worked with and spoke about the hospitality that he received when he, he went to their vineyards. So he's going to be serving those wines. Then we have a DJ from four to eight, some artist talks from six to eight, and absolutely loads going on. Of course, the, the key focus will be on uh, actually presenting issue two of Guzzle. So from Sunday, Guzzle will be available to purchase from guzzle.ie's website, and then also from quite a few different stockists who I'll be announcing over the next coming weeks within Ireland, uh, the UK, and the US. Well, tell me, what was the inspiration to launch this publication? Yeah, so I suppose it's kind of an interesting one. Um, I mean, my background, my academic background is in, I studied a course called Visual Culture at NCAD, which is um, theories of art and design. Over those years, I consistently became quite enthusiastic about design, worked on different design projects, went to quite a few design talks, different zine fairs and so on. And during that time, I felt really compelled to create a publication. But as we all know, print is incredibly expensive, incredibly time consuming and challenging to create. So I didn't want to do anything unless I received funding. Over the years, I have done quite a few different creative ventures and, and they're, they're too tricky to do without funding realistically. So it was always something that was at the back of my mind. Then during the pandemic, I was working as an event manager in a gallery. And as we all know, events were completely on hold. So despite the fact that I was working, a lot of my work had pivoted into content creation. And I suppose, again, I had a lot of time on my hands. So I was reassessing where I was going personally and career-wise as well. So I signed up for a master's in gastronomy and food studies at TU Dublin. And I was thinking of different ways. I suppose I was also missing certain elements of my life, like going to dinner with friends, having dinner with family, enjoying food. And then again, I was studying all of this stuff. So it was bringing up a lot. Um, so at that time, I started dreaming up a publication. And it definitely was marrying those two backgrounds. Um, and also bridging the gap between, you know, being in social isolation phase and wanting to get out and see more people. 
So it was a way of bringing people together through food, but from the safety of their own homes. Um, I applied for Arts Council funding for a thing called the Agility Award, which is, it's been amazing um, at supporting young and emerging artists um, to give them that time and space to reflect and then obviously to open up new projects as well. So it was only 5,000. It was a small amount of funding, but it it reduced the risk uh, exponentially. So it meant that I was able to kind of bring something to fruition that would have not happened, I think, without that funding. Um, so yeah, that was issue one. And now we're on to issue two, which I'll talk about a little bit more uh, over the next few minutes. So obviously you've mentioned there about your academic background is in is art and design, so which is very mm-hmm. useful whenever it comes to putting a publication together. But you also did an MA in gastronomy and food studies during COVID. So yeah. that, that probably helped the other side, as in the writing side, specifically about food and drink. Yeah, big time. So we did... Um, a couple of uh, modules that would have really benefited and contributed to this. So I can never remember the names of them, but uh, Dear McCauley, who actually features in issue one and issue two, would have done a a trans, yeah, a trans module. And essentially we had to create a piece, a short, short form piece for that each week. And it really helped me to kind of exercise my writing skills and learn more about it. And we were looking at different components of the food industry as well each week. So it was just a really informative exercise to do. And then in year two, we did a module called Food Writing and Media with Anke Klitzing, and it was incredible. It was so beneficial towards this. It really, really helped me kind of think more about food writing, learn more about food writing, get more involved in it. So, yeah, that was really useful. At the time as well, I was um, contributing articles to all the food. So I, I was kind of developing those skills more. And actually, funnily enough, over the past year while I've been doing Guzzle, I've actually stepped away from that and done less writing and more editing. And I suppose I cut, like um, pulling essays together rather than actually writing them myself. So I'd, I would like to be able to take some more space to, to do more of that again. And doing the masters must have opened up doors to other writers or other people on the course. Like it, it, it probably increased your network of people who are passionate about food and drink in Ireland. Big time, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's been amazing for that. So even in issue one, uh, Lottie Magnus, who I, I met on the course, produced, she was the production assistant on issue one. So it was amazing to have her involvement. And actually, I wouldn't have met her without that course. Like I said, again, Jeremy Colley, who contributed articles for issue one and issue two. Uh, Rebecca Broomfield was one of the writers in issue one. And again, I met her through the course. Rose Matters features in issue two. And she, again, was somebody I met on the course. So all of those different classmates, you actually learned and were really inspired by them and their different backgrounds that they came to. And then, of course, just learning about the food industry, food cultures, food history, and then meeting these lecturers like Maureen McNamara, Anka Glitzing, Dear McCauley. So, yeah, really, really useful, really supportive. Tell me a bit more about the content in the first issue and the types of articles are, that are there. And, and out of all the, the pieces of work that are there, is there one that is your favourite? I don't think I could say that I have a favourite. Um, although this issue has had kind of a funny focus. it's It's been an interesting one. So the theme is love. It's something that I launched on, on Valentine's Day uh, in February. I did a collaboration with the Fumbly at a cafe. We did a pop-up dinner, shared plates to announce the launch. And it opened with an open call. Um, so I very much, and I didn't want to 
I didn't want to communicate this too much through the open call, but I very much wanted to veer away from romantic affiliations with love. I wanted people to take a quite a lateral approach to it, and they very much did. So I've had some really interesting essays. Caroline Hennessy wrote about her first child and breastfeeding, and it was those kind of essays that I wanted to platform, those kind of themes and topics. Um, there has been a huge focus, like I was mentioning a second ago, on Irish people in London, which just somehow naturally occurred. Um, we, I have to, one journalist working on the project, Clara Murray, who also is the proofreader for this issue. So she did a really interesting um, interview with Max, Max Russia of Cafe Cecilia. Again, another Irish person that has migrated to London. And then Owen Flynn did a whole piece on Irish people in London. So he interviewed Anna Haw of Myrtle Restaurant. He interviewed um, a person called Axel McHugh, who's a graphic designer over in London, but he also does these amazing pop-ups called Pigs Can Fly. He interviewed Jamie McCabe, who is a pub manager. He runs the Al Shalali and... Oh God, I never remember the name of the other pub, but he runs another Irish pub over there. And Ian Bryan of Shit London Guinness. So um, interestingly enough, I'm actually going to do a very, very small launch in London as well so that we can have a drink, have some food together and actually celebrate the fact that all of these Irish people in London have contributed so much to this issue. Um, so yeah, I mean, other themes that have come up. Um, there's another really interesting piece by Rose Matters, who I mentioned earlier, she did a piece called The Love of Butter, and it's all about the history and background of Kerrygold. So again, it's like taking these really, you know, lateral approaches to the theme of love and platforming Irish food culture, Irish tr traditions, but in really contemporary and unique ways. And do you have connections to London? Have you spent time living and working over there? I would say I do have connections to London. Yeah, over the past year, I have, I've kind of been living and working between the two in some ways. Um, I have family over there and I have friends. I have a huge amount of friends over there. So I, I always feel a pull over there. But I work for my day job, actually. I work for a company in London. So I'm overseeing their expansion into Ireland. So since September 2022, I've consistently been going over to London for work um, and spent a significant amount of time over there. So it means I have actually met a lot of Irish Londoners and and while I'm there I really feel um I really feel like I'm championing Ireland and Irish food because I do think it's a really important time to be doing that and I think for years and years Ireland hasn't received the recognition that it deserves but I feel like any Irish that are over in London they're really trying to promote and platform what we're doing over here and I think that's really important so yeah I think maybe that is how that natural focus began because it was something that was subconsciously happening with me too. And you've mentioned some writers there that we would be familiar with here in Ireland, such as um, Caroline Hennessy. But yeah. you're probably also given a platform to new emerging voices writing about Irish cuisine or Irish related food and drink topics. Yeah, yeah, big time. So, um, yeah, I mean, Guzzle has always been, as much as it is a piece of food writing, it's always been a way of platforming people who may not have that much experience as a food writer. They may have come out of art backgrounds, the design backgrounds, photography, film, who even knows? Um, so actually it's about merging those two, whether you're a fully fledged food writer or actually somebody who just wants to dip their toe into it. But yeah, like I said, Rose Matters, who would have done the, the gastronomy and food studies course with me, um, she is, and I know firsthand from seeing her and hearing her essays in food writing media, she's quite a funny writer. 
um, and has really funny ways of approaching Irish food traditions. So that's why I wanted to work with her on it. And I also knew that her thesis was about Kerrygold. So I actually, I asked, I commissioned her to do this piece. Um, then other people that um, you may not have heard. Well, actually, Leisha Dempsey, she is a sommelier who's worked in places like Library Street. So you probably would have seen that she's done food projects or, or wine projects, but she's also running a thing called um, Hidden Spaces. So it's a new way of, I suppose, putting a focus on these hidden unknown spaces that you wouldn't typically take note of or ones that aren't celebrated as much in Dublin. Um, and because I'd see, been seeing her doing that, I actually asked her to do a piece as well about those hidden spaces and her love of them. So, and then somebody called Robin Patterson, who actually is from, from South Africa, but worked in Loose Cannon and was doing a master's in literature at TCD. So she submitted a piece to the open, open call about her transition from living with her boyfriend in South Africa, coming over to Ireland for a year and actually cooking solo rather than cooking for two and how, you know, her love of food has changed through that experience. So yeah, it's about kind of celebrating and platforming those lesser known writers um, to those more known ones like Cyan Conway, who run Emerging Food Writer of the Year in the Irish Food Writing Awards. And then, like we said earlier, Caroline Hennessy. So some really beautiful pieces have come out of that. And I, I can't wait to share them with everybody. Because of the success of issue one, did you find that there was a lot of pressure on you in terms of making the second issue even better? Yes, you wouldn't believe it. And it's funny because when I was doing issue one, I was actually writing my thesis. I was very busy and consumed with other things. And also I... I had a year to pull it together because with the Arts Council funding, you have a year basically to, to produce the project. But of course, how these take things to happen is you may have a year, but you do it in like two months. So we did it very quickly. There was, you know, there was no pressure on us really because we were launching a project that again had no no risk really because we had that, that bit of funding and, and no reputation. So it meant that there was less pressure, but I still wanted to do something really good. For issue two, I really felt that pressure because we had also done something that had a lot of excitement, sold out in 12 weeks, in my books, did quite well. I was very proud of it. Um, and then again, I had a year to pull this one off. And I very much thought, again, that because I have a year, I'll start it early, have loads of time to do it. And I mean, we did do the open call in February, so there was a lot of time. But of course, people don't meet deadlines. It's very hard to get people to actually submit by a certain date. So some essays I was receiving, like, three weeks before we had to send it to print, which was really challenging. Um, and again, the aesthetic as well. It's I'm I'm obsessed with design and, and art. So the aesthetic was really important to me to pull together and, and Shane Bonfield, the designer. So we really wanted to produce something that we were really proud of and, and really liked and really enjoyed. And the other thing was, unfortunately, we have had to put the price point up slightly because this one didn't receive any funding or sponsorship. So there's a huge amount of risk involved in this, a huge amount of pressure because we are charging people more. So therefore we also want it to be a really finessed product at the end of the day. So I really hope that people enjoy it as much as me. A huge amount of work has been put into it, but we are really proud of it and we really love it. I would say it's on par with issue one. We loved issue one and it actually came out way better than we ever anticipated. So yeah, they're very much on par. I think it's gonna be really great. So I'm excited to get it out there. Well, tell us a bit more about the content of the second issue and what readers can enjoy. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I really wanted to veer away away from those affiliations with romantic love. So when I was going through the open call and 
it's a combination of curated submissions and open call submissions. So the open call was a way of getting new voices and to make it more accessible as well. But then the curated submission was, I had specific people in mind, like Rose Maddow's essay about Kerry Gold was something that I had in mind and really wanted to work with. Um, so yeah, it's, 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 it's very, very different. There's a kind of a lateral approach to the theme. So we have Owen Walsh, who's a beer writer in Brussels, speaking about actually how his marriage went through challenges. And funnily enough, a pizza stone was the way of kind of keeping that momentum going. He started making pizza consistently during the pandemic. And then as soon as the pandemic ended, him and his wife booked a trip to Napoli. And it was about that journey from, you know, creating these these terrible doughy shapes to him becoming a better pizza, um, pizziolo, and then transforming to actually going to Napoli's and being able to enjoy pizza that he'd been kind of, you know, craving the entire pandemic. Then Brian O'Connor's love of wine and the hospitality hospitality that he received in different places and um, meeting different winemakers um, creating a kitchen with Max Rocha. So Cafe Cecilia is a place that I, I had wanted to go to for a significant amount of time. Then I went last year and absolutely loved it. So I've been following his work for, for quite some time. So it was really amazing to get him on board and to learn more about him opening up that restaurant and actually the challenges that he went through to get there to create a space that he really loves and adores. Uh, Maeve Scully, who's a baker, and I knew that she had done work. She had gone to to Berlin and then Copenhagen to develop her skills to get into baking, which was something that she pivoted into during the pandemic as well. So it's about her love of baking. But again, the challenges that she went through to get there. So it is, I really wanted to veer away from that kind of, you know, that picture that you see where a young couple goes for their first dinner and it's about that, that progression, which is also really beautiful too. But I think there are other ways to look at it. Um, and then again, you've got the Irish essay that I mentioned, The Londoners in Ireland. So the, that piece is about called Home Comforts. And it's about those memories and those traditions they were brought up with and how they've brought that into their projects in London. So, yeah, there are a couple of the themes that are going to be platformed in issue two. And what are you looking forward to most about this weekend and the launch? Loads of things. So, yeah, it's going to be really exciting. So uh, Joey from Hank's Teeth has done two different kebabs. So he's done an oyster mushroom one. And then I think, oh my God, I actually can't remember the meat one. I actually think it might be lamb. So he's done two different kebabs um, that people will be able to enjoy, enjoy from two to eight. And then got Brian O'Connor on board to do natural wine. So he actually did a pop-up event with me last summer at Body and Soul, a feast over fire. And he's just great to have on board. He's really engaging. Rather than just serving people a glass of wine, he's telling people about the journey that that glass of wine went through, the winemakers who lovingly produced it, um, and then him talking about importing it. So it's going to be great to have him on board for that. And then Cyan Conway, and funnily enough, Owen Conway, I don't even think they're related. They're going to be doing, um, they're going to be doing a talk about their pieces. And artist Enda Burke, who I haven't even mentioned, um, so he's the commissioned photographer for issue two, so he has done a whole series of photographers or, or photographs called The Flowers Are Dead. And this is actually huge. So he will be doing a small exhibition at the launch, um, an artist talk. And then we're actually bringing his exhibition to Coffee Work and Press in February, February to co uh, Coffee Work and Press in Galway in February to coincide with Valentine's Day in, in response to the theme. But actually, we have received Culture Ireland funding to bring this exhibition to Berlin in May. 
So I haven't formally announced this yet, but it's it's something I will announce after the exhibition, and I'm happy to say it now. But it's going to be this is this will be Guzzle's biggest project to date, bringing his um exhibition to Berlin to Backhouse Projects in May. Um, so yeah, I can't wait to start talking about that after after the publication has launched. So yeah, food, wine, art, um, it's going to be a really fun combination of the three. So lots of spin-off success stories yeah. as a result of the publication from the Irish Food Writing Awards to an exhibition in Berlin next year. Guzzle was actually nominated for two, two food writing awards. And um, Cyan, who features in Guzzle, won Emerging Food Writer. So in fact, lo- and, and again, Caroline Hennessy won the Sustainability and Writing Award as well. So there's a huge focus on that. Um, but yeah, it's it has it's done some exciting things over the past year. We were also shortlisted in the, in the hundred archives. So um, each year, I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but each year, um, there are a whole platter of sub- submissions that go into the the archive for one hundred archive. Um, and thankfully, Guzzle was shortlisted, so it's now in an archive that people can refer back to over the, the coming years. So there's been some really notable success for it over the past year, and. I really hope that it just continues to grow over the coming years. Well, look, great to talk to you about it today. Thanks for taking the time and best of luck with the launch this weekend and continued success. Brilliant. Thanks so much, Sharon. It was great to be here today. And of course, if anybody wants to learn any more about Guzzle or to purchase a copy, you can go to guzzle.ie and um, the handle on Instagram is also guzzle.ie. And I'll also be announcing some really interesting stockists over the coming weeks. So you can purchase a copy in, in Dublin, London and soon in the US, but I haven't said those copies over yet. So I'm not sure when that will happen. But yeah, I hope everybody purchases a copy and enjoys it. You're listening to The Best Possible Taste on West Limerick 102 FM.